0: what's up what's up it's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of bars rhymes and life where we break down the bars relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives
1: Listen. The beat In the battle for alone, every night alone Why am I alone when I know that you want me to? Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong I deserve all the pain that you
0: put me through oh. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life There's no one here today to ask how they're doing It's just me If you happen to see the bonus episode before any of you guys go like, why'd you take videos like that for? And like, that was never, I never ever intentionally thought I was going to be sharing that for Bars, Rhymes, and Life. I just did it for the sake of thinking about maybe doing it. So it's just experimental. Anyone has got any problems with it? I couldn't care less. Anyway, the tune this week Sir, with the track John Redcorn. Before I go into my reasons for picking this track, I need to shut down some of the potential haters out there that might be like, hang on. I thought this was bars, rhymes and life. Like what's Abby doing with this R&B slow shit all of a sudden? What's going on, right? Anyone who might be thinking that needs to shut the fuck up right now. Sir is hard. He's a hard bodied individual. Firstly, he's part of TDE. We're talking about Absol. We're talking about J-Rock. We're talking about Schoolboy Q, and even though Kendrick's not part of it anymore because he's part of P J Lang now, I mean Kendrick was part of T D E at the time. So this is the kind of caliber of individual that serves repping. And I also want to just like reiterate why he's so hard bodied. I remember watching the Breakfast Club. I'm sure it was the Breakfast Club, and he was doing an interview on the Breakfast Club, and that that Charlemagne the God was on it. And everyone knows what Charlemagne God can be like. He's quite, you know, he, he, he'll pick holes and he'll try to, like, wind you up just to have a little bit of fun at your expense. That's, like, his, his, his nature or his angle or whatever you want him to call it. And he was trying to wind Sir up about his name. I think he was saying something like, you know, you know, why are you call Sir for something like that or whatever. And, you know, Sir, you know what he does? He does some mad, like, he kind of just looks at him and he's like, look, are you best believe, like, you know, my grandmother gave me that name. And trust me when I say Charlemagne shit himself. Charlemagne absolutely shit himself and knew like, ah, oh, th- like I, I don't want to fuck with this guy. This guy's dangerous. So yeah, this guy's got an incredible voice. This tune is very, very R&B and it's, you know, it's very emotional. There's a reason behind it. But just because someone's like emotional doesn't mean you can fuck with them. Because this guy's dangerous, trust me. Sir, Is nobody to fuck with. Okay, the reasons why I picked this track. There's two. Reason number one, I still feel like absolute shit in this job. I don't know why, right? I just feel so alone. I feel so alone right now. And like, I want to break it down for you guys, yeah? I'm waking up at about six o'clock in the morning. It's a two-hour drive to get to where I work. I'm in the office for about 10 to 11 hours and then it's 2 hours back. So it's working out to be a 14-hour day and I'm doing that almost 3 to 4 times a week. And to top it all off, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't like what I'm doing. I I I, I just don't get it. I can't seem to be good at it. I'm so used to being good at anything. I'm so used to just putting in work and I've, trust me, I've put enough work before I even started this role, before I started trying to like get into things, but I don't feel any dividends and I don't feel like whatever it is that I learned is even working. So I just feel very alone, very like just isolated, but 100%, I feel there's no issues with the people there. There's no issues with the job. Everyone has been perfectly fair and consistent. I've got no issues with my managers. This is just an internal thing that I'm suffering with. And I can't quite explain it. I could, but I'd I'd end up detracting from the bars, rhymes and life situation. And just internally on a real one, I just can't, I can't decipher it. And I'm genuinely, genuinely not feeling great, man. I feel like genuinely upset at times. And it's almost like self-inflicted. I only got myself to blame, which makes it a bit harder to deal with. But yeah, 100. That is reason number one. Reason number two is probably the main one. This track has been my go-to track for so many years now. Like for almost three years, I go up to this track when I feel like fucking shit. When I'm swirling about all the bad times that I've had in my life, all the hurt that I've been through and just times like even now when I'm just not feeling great and I just don't feel good, this tune goes on repeat and this tune has been on repeat. It's important to note that this version is the colors version that Sirs performed on the Colors YouTube channel, and the only reason why is because I listened to the original a million billion other times, but there's something about this colors version that oh, sir's just too sick man his his voice, his ability to tell stories without actually saying any words just through his voice control, is beyond believe but yes this is my go-to track whenever i feel alone this is my go-to track whenever i feel sad this has been my go-to track whenever i feel like just not happy but then and i say just then i mean just a few weeks ago i was given something to read by my ex-manager he like he was my manager for two weeks and now he's not my manager no he's the manager of something else that's how fast And how quick things work in this company. I've never experienced anything like it. It's so rapid there. It's crazy. But anyway, he told me, he gave me this thing to read. And honestly, this, this thing that I read fucking changed my life. It legit changed my life. So without further ado, let's get into it. Have a guess who's up first. Hey, there's no one else there. there's no one here to be first with. It's just gonna be me. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with my stupid voice for the rest of the next however long. I really hate that I give a fuck. Pressing my line, I don't wanna pick up.
1: I really hate that I give a fuck. Pressing my line, I don't wanna pick
0: up. What a feeling. We know that feeling. You know she's trouble. You know it's no good for you to entertain this person or situation at all. In fact, when you see her ringing your phone, you feel this type of animosity. Like you, You get this anger and you're like, what the fuck is she ringing me for? Why is she ringing me? But guess what? You answer it. You answer it. And you know why you answer it. Because one, you ain't fucking fooling no one. Not even yourself. And number two because you're not in control. That animosity that you are feeling, that anger towards the phone call, that's just your brain playing a Jedi mind trick on you, making you feel like you're in control, but you really don't have any control whatsoever. Because in moments like that, in moments when you entertain an individual that you know is completely wrong for you, you actually have no self-worth. Trust me. And I can feel and hear a lot of you Saying, like, what are you talking about, Abby? Well, like, you don't know what you're talking about. But if you know, you know. And I got a shout out to my boy Nathan Locke for giving me this new bar that he told me over the weekend, yeah? Radical honesty. If you can be radically honest with yourself, you'll admit that you ain't your self-worth is shot. Like, you ain't got no self-worth. That's why you keep answering and entertaining people that you know are completely wrong for you. And that you are out of control. And it's only down to you to do something about it. Next line. I realise that I haven't got Alan to set me up for the next lines. I've got to set myself up for it, the next lines. <laughs> we know enough will never be enough. I play hard to get. She keeps calling my bluff. We know enough will never be enough. I play hard to get. She keeps calling my bluff. Ooh. <laughs> I don't need you shit the old I don't need you shit that toxic toxic game playing type of relationship fuck me is it so boring and I still have people play that shit with me all the time and it's so dead remember the most attractive thing for a healthy relationship is transparency all this playing hard to get putting it out there not putting it out there punishing because of this, and controlling because of that, trust me, never, and I mean never, is any of that shit going to serve you, it ain't going to serve you at all, baby diving deeper and deeper, she don't believe me when I tell her that I need her,
1: baby diving deeper and deeper, she don't believe me when I tell her that
0: I need her, right, so the key bit here is, diving deeper and deeper, And this is basically the crux of the whole reason why I picked this tune. And based on that thing that I was telling you that I'm going to read to you now. So I'm going to read this short passage. Uh, I'm going to read it first. And then I'm going to tell you why it's been such a fucking game changer for me. Have you ever noticed that the harder you push, the more resistance you get? When you focus on what you want, people will resist. That's what people do. Politicians lie. The sun rises in the east and people resist pressure. But one thing people rarely resist is someone trying to meet their needs. And when one's needs have been met, a bond is often forged and a natural desire to reciprocate has been created. And just how powerful is this desire? To what extremes will people go to repay the favour? This is the frightening part. But don't take my word for it. Look around and see for yourself. People willingly leave their families for cults who fulfill these needs for them. People pick up arms and kill others for those who meet their deepest needs. People leave long-term marriages and relationships for people they just met, and their spouses are often left stunned. They wouldn't be if they understood the power of these needs. Like it or not, the duration of our relationships Is nothing compared to the depths of our relationships. And depth is based on the fulfillment of our deepest needs. Not on the duration of dialogue. Motherfucker. The whole time I've been hating. And I mean hating on these two girls that have cheated on me in the past. I always maintained. I always maintained that I'd done nothing but be good to them. For a significant amount of time too. So why would they cheat on me? I was only ever good to them. And I was good for them, to them for a long time. You know why? Because there was no fucking depth. With the first girl, I was in love with the idea of being with my childhood sweetheart. Straight facts. If you asked me what that girl's personality like... I might, I might be like, I might go as far to say I I, I barely think she had one. (laughs) Like, I don't don't even remember what her personality was like. Did she even have one? Was I all the, was was I all the personality? Was it me that was like driving the personality in that relationship? What was I driving that had any depth? The only thing I was driving was the idea, the dream that I was with my child or sweetheart and I'm going to marry her and blah, 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 blah. And this everything's going to be a fucking fairy tale. I was too busy being the guy that made her smile because she came from a bit of a troubled home and just making sure I marry my childhood sweetheart. There ain't no depth in that. By acting the way that I did, I made no assurances that she wasn't going to cheat on me or maybe like not even me end up cheating on her because I weren't doing anything to do anything of any depth. I was just carrying out my duties, not triggering or attaching myself or driving things between us that would cause depth the second girl I was just in love with the idea of being the superhero that saved a girl from a broken heart she had been cheated on and I had been cheated on we both understand that hurt so we should be fine together right we should be fine together wrong Wrong. (laughs) no depth none I'd rather play football on a Sunday than gain an experience with her. Allow it. I don't even think I ever took either of them two on a date. Or a a date between me and her. Or the other her. Was ever an idea driven by me. You know why? Because I was too busy being the good guy. I was too busy just being a decent, dutiful person. Because I thought that was good enough. Dates experiences, rushes, troubles, they all add depth to the connection between two people and for the first time ever, I can't believe I'm saying this, but some of that shit why they cheated on me was my fault, I was in love with the idea of things, not those people themselves, (laughs) that's fucking mental, I don't think you understand How fucking mental that is. And how just reading that passage and going, shit. So what? So what I was a good guy? So what I was decent? So what I was committed? Ain't fucking mean shit. Because there was no depth. I didn't do anything to drive any depth. So you could be a good guy for 15, 20, 30 years. You could still lose her. Straight facts. Game changer. Guess I should have stayed where I belong. Cause once you make it back to your happy home.
1: Guess I should have stayed where I belong. Cause once you make it back to your happy
0: home. Ugh. Knowing. Going back to I think the first lines. Knowing that you were better off not engaging in the first place. Fully well knowing that the path down this road is just some fucked up shit ahead. And still doing it anyway. A bit. A bit like this job that I'm in now. I'm also with people who can just walk away. Like with zero inclination. Even with the cheaters. Like those two guys that cheat on me. It's like, yeah, well, I'll just cheat on this dude. It's fine. Just walk away from the situation. Like what the fuck was I thinking? That I could change you? That I could change me? And be cool with the situation? Like you cheated on me. But yeah, 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 safe, because I'm in love with the idea. Let's just give it another go. Like, you know, I should have stayed where I was belonged. I should have stayed where I belonged. And then there was just another thing that I wanted to add with regards to Happy Home. Whenever I hear Happy Home, i always remember that tune from Tupac, Happy Home. Fucking beautiful track. If I get the energy and I've got the time, I'll try to cut it in. Home. Turn this to a Happy Home. Going through hard times, get no child of mine. I wonder if you have to suffer for your father's crimes. To be honest, it's a hard road. Just keep your faith in God, know knowing you'll get started, though. You don't ever bring me good news, babe. I just want to be the one you choose, babe.
1: You don't ever bring me good news, babe. I just wanna be
0: the one you choose, babe. Hope. It's such a torturous emotion. You hope that things will get better. You hope things don't get worse. You hope she's going to say all the that shit was nothing. I choose you, B. Abby, I choose you. I never I never really liked that, dude. I never even met I, I never really even cheated. It was you all along. It was some sort of test. It's like that hope. Did you get it's it's just crazy that like you don't ever bring me good news, babe. you you're always hoping that you're gonna hear something that's going to make you smile. That's going to make you proud. That's going to make you, you know, give you a bit of a boost. But this person, this, this secondary person, this person you consider your partner never gives it to you or never, never has it for you. And then the flip side of that is, you know, that again, I just thinking about these lines and sort of saying, you know, you don't ever bring me good news, babe, is that, you know, that partner that type of partner is just always, always pessimistic and always miserable. Like, did you get a job? No. Did you go out? How was your night out with your friends? Uh, it was okay, I guess. Happy birthday. And then it's like, thanks. And the guy's like shrugging. He's shrugging his shoulders saying, oh, it's just another day, I guess. You know those types of people? Can't fucking stand those people. Can't fucking stand those people. I can't be around people like that where they're just like, consistently miserable and consistently pessimistic it's just I find it really draining I can't be around people like that man no fucking way you don't ever bring me good news babe try and be someone that brings good news to people I'm not saying to be all the time I'm not being like saying be just crazy happy like I'm like a manic depressive that I am be or seem to be acting like recently but I'm just saying just just you know consider like positivity over negativity you, you'd be surprised you might might end up being a bit more positive in your life maybe i'd be better on the run double vision playing all week
1: maybe i'd be better on the run double vision playing all week
0: so i read these lines in loads of types of ways but i thought it would be best to describe it from a me perspective and for me, like especially from a Bar's Rhymes and Life perspective, we're talking about life right here. It's that double vision that comes when you have fucking tears in your eyes. And I swear down, the last two weeks, I can't fucking help it, man. I'm feeling so out of depth, so out of place. And I feel like such a letdown to myself and my family to have all that hype and excitement that I gave myself. By getting a new job and like going, yes, man, I've been waiting half a year and I've been really working to find it like a really exciting role for me and blah, blah blah this and just giving it all, large and giving it all the Barry. <sighs> My eyes just well up, man. My eyes just well up and I get that double vision. That double vision because you are you got you got tears in your eyes, you got glass in your eyes, man. Fucking shit. This feels like a game of survival. Why am I dying for a title? Is not even worth the fight?
1: This feels like a game of survival. Why am I dying for a title? Is it even worth the fight? Mm-hmm.
0: So true of two things careers and relationships. Let me keep trying. Let me keep hustling. Let me get that promotion. Let me get that job. Let me become senior team leadership. Let me become CEO. Let me die for that title. That's what it's like with careers. And with regards to relationships, I am never going to give up on her. Let me fight for us. Let me trust in us. If I go to therapy, maybe that might make her like me again. Not doing the therapy for yourself... But doing it for the idea of presenting it like you're doing it for a cause to save your imaginary dead relationship. So you're dying for the title, the one title, so you can say, Yeah, 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 we're back together again. When it when it's like, is it even is it even worth the fight? Is it even worth the fight? Me grinding like a 14 hours a day for for what? To say that I'm good at this job? Or me. Saying, I've changed and I've done this and I've done that and I've done this and I've done that. Please, please take me back. Let's, please let's be a couple again. For what? It was dead. It was dead then. And it's probably stayed dead afterwards. Is it even worth the fight? And like a slick broadcaster, I'm just going to move straight into my next line, set of bars. Because when I say, is it even worth the fight? The next lines go. When I just end up alone. Every night alone. Why am I alone when I know that you want me to? Am I wrong? Tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me I deserve all the pain that you put me through.
1: But now just end up alone, every night alone. Why am I alone when I know that you want me to? Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I deserve all the pain that you put me through.
0: Anyone who listens to me. Anyone that takes the time to listen to me. You're all real ones to me, yeah? And if you're in a relationship. And you're fucking telling yourself. Me and my girl. me, we're, we're good. We're good because I work hard for her. And we've raised beautiful children together. And I don't look at any other women. And I'm home every Friday night because I'm a decent guy. If you have no depth with her. And don't think for one fucking second that she won't drop you and leave you for someone that she experiences more depth with. If you're a woman and you're like, I'm a supporting, loving woman. I satisfy all my man's needs and I I know that he only has eyes for me because I'm this and I'm that and I've raised his kids. Don't think for one fucking second that he won't drop you. For someone he experiences more depth with. Act on that shit now. If you got some radical honesty in you. And you're brave enough to entertain the idea that you might not have it all down. The way that you think that you do. Maybe figure out on how you're going to develop some depth. With your partner. Otherwise straight facts. You're going to end up alone. Like me and feel the way that Sir makes me feel when I hear the end of this track. Nothing but love to Sir and all his fans, nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there, nothing but love to Alan wherever he might be, one, trust me make sure you hear Sir sing this bit out.
1: Maybe I'll be better on the run